Hey, everybody, welcome back to Pack Your Mics. We are the Top Chef podcast uh, from the creators of Read It and Weep. We are a post-watch, post-brunch roundtable discussion of the latest episode of Top Chef. Formerly the only podcast about Top Chef. Currently in the running for top two. <laughs> um, top five, at least. There's probably some other podcast that are just like not about Top Chef, but still is a bit okay. better than us. Yeah. Oh, ouch. Oh, I thought you were going to add people below us. You're like, because we're technically top No, no, five. I was just going to say, like, they'd, they'd probably just... They talk about chefs and maybe like just like things that are like, I don't know, important to them, just like the top things. And that that's still like a little bit, they have a little bit of a lead. Top five of podcasts titled Pack Your Blanks. Oh. Promote that other show. (laughs) What about? What about open your blanks? blanks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Open your mics, remember? Openyourmics.com. That's where you read things, Alex, remember? Remember that happened? Uh, No, probably not even completely. Are, are we better than Pack Your Dicks? Because they're pretty good. I mean, we're doing. Wait, different... is there a Pack Your Dicks? I'm a little late to this, but <laughs> uh, to, you, you're late to the Pack Your Dick train. To Pack Your Dicks every day? Uh, no, I, I don't have time. One of the primitive... I had to cut back on a lot of my podcast shows. Uh, they're pretty good, um, but it's like we're doing different things. You know, is like it's like is the like are the. I think we're doing the same things. They're just doing it better. No, I feel like, like is is the movie Lady Bird better than the Yankees? Like it depends, you know. At what are you uh, at packing yes. dicks? That's yeah, a, I mean this is. is not difficult. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, th- I am in Portland. I'm Alex uh, with Megan here in Portland. Hello. And we have our regular guests, Ez and Sarah, and sometimes Caleb in Northern California. And hello, hello. Caleb's watching uh, Kung Fu Panda for the second Ooh, time today. Wow. Living kid, the dream. Kid does not care about the surprise yeah. twist in that movie. <laughs> he still enjoys it. Yeah, no, it's just. Uh, what What would you say the twist would be? I don't think I think I'm not sure. Kung Fu um, I think we watched it together. Did we really? Yeah. Okay. Well, then, based on my memory of that movie, the twist was he's not actually a panda. He's a guy in a. He. Oh no, he's one of those BMWs who looks like a panda. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That was the twist. You nailed it. Good memory, Alex. And that other sound you're hearing is our other very special guest, uh, along with <laughs> new Sarah and Kyle, and sometimes the puppy Woody uh, in in Southern um, California. Yeah, Woody yeah is- hi. Woody is is loudly grumbling very close to the microphone, and we get can't get him to stop or leave. So our apologies. I really thought that was Kyle again. No, it's just our dog. <laughs> Um, it, we'll send a I picture think, so people forgive us when they see how cute he is. Are you sure? Okay, I, I feel like this is weird to ask. But I feel like, are you sure this is a dog and not one of those like cow like noise machines? You turn oh, upside down and makes a moo sound. Well, you know? I mean, <laughs> it's the cow tube. He does. He does sound quite a bit like that right now. The issue is, is in an effort to be quiet, we have pushed all of his squeaky toys underneath the couch. <laughs> so his problem solving says if I lay right next to the couch where I can't get them and just loudly make noise, eventually they'll, they'll come out. Oh, does, is it working? I mean, <laughs> what would we rather have as, as background noise on this podcast? Is, yeah, I guess the a question. Squeak, steady squeak, hum or yeah. squeaks. Oh, yeah, that's a tough choice. Yeah, sudden violence. Uh, well, I guess we have to put that out of the fans. Do you guys rather hear this low moaning <laughs> grumble from Woody, or would you prefer his toys? Um, 
Interesting. <laughs> or or just us never again on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's always an option. I mean, if you're like, this is too much, you all must leave. Um, we'll we'll pack our mics and go. <laughs> there could be a, a double option as well, where we just we record like an all squeak track, and they can lay it on on top of it if that's yeah, what they want. We could, we could yeah. A B test the podcast. We send out one version with the grumbling, and one we'd have to redo the whole thing with a squeaking dog, but. It's worth it. We'll find out. We are here for you guys, listeners. That's what keeps us in the top five pa- pack your blanket uh, packing related podcasts. Um, <laughs> if you're just joining us, this is pretty average. Um, so <laughs> but let's talk about the episode. Um, we're going to start where we left off last week. There's no quick fire last w- this week because we had a last part, a last or two part last chance kitchen that we discussed in great detail last week, wherein the three remaining chefs in the first chance of Last Chance Kitchen competed for a chance to be immediately put back on the show. Um, and we actually got a, what I thought was kind of fun was we got to see this the ending of La- uh, Last Chance Kitchen, but from the better camera crew that does the better show. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, my Sarah was saying that they, uh, they Rashomon yeah, us, which is pretty it was, fun. It was great <laughs> fun. And because they, the, it just seems like they video... <laughs> Man, Woody. <laughs> I know. You're he's really, he's really, really bad. I'm like, Woody didn't like it. <laughs> Have you guys tried Kung Fu Panda? It really works wonders. <laughs> I'll, I'll put him in the bedroom with my iPad. <laughs> <laughs> Kung Fu Panda, Peppa Pig, all good options. Uh, I'm trying. Don't like so. If don't be self conscious, you guys, because we have been frequently told that Caleb interrupting the show is people's favorite part of the show, which. Does, oh yeah, seriously. Huh. Which does that, make but Caleb feel bad is an adorable human. <laughs> nope. Making yeah, that's nice. Sad. But when a compliment, the only person who like can understand that's it, and when it hurts the people like, who are here. It me a little bit since I put a lot of time into preparing for the show, and Caleb doesn't. <laughs> Caleb just shows oh, up. Man, He's that good. Yeah. You're you're the Salieri. He's the Mozart. Oh a wow! Great reference, probably. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Super, super topical, <laughs> very relevant, not aged out at all. So Let's keep moving. Yeah, so uh, we had the three finalist chefs in Last Chance Kitchen, the first part, uh, cooking to get back on the show. And we, we, we saw everything but the ending. And last week, Ezra, as you may recall, you and Reddit spoiled for me <laughs> that, uh, that one person was getting back on the show for sure. And what they didn't tell me was that in a surprise to even him, Tom announced that uh, both Leanne and Claudette are coming back, not just Claudette. So, first question, Ezra, did they intentionally spoil the ending by not spoiling it? Or do you think that was just an accident that didn't end up mattering? The other one. Yeah, you don't think that was like a clever deploy of Claudette's face? No, man. It's, no, nothing is ever intentional in the in this world. It's all, it's all, it's all just random dust and wind, guys. That's all we are. It's a giant mess. Just a giant mess in the world. Uh, I, w- w- I-, I want to counter question. Uh, as, as like, would you feel worse, like being Kwame to like to like be third when the top two go in, or to be third when oh, the only the top way one goes this in? Way, right. Mm-hmm. It's so Definitely. hurtful that they're yeah, the him. only one You're equally out. But yeah, and also he's yeah. maybe not coming back for Last Chance Kitchen. Since... It seems like no. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, yeah I, out, out. I think he's out. I think they're going to start over because there wasn't a last Today, chance right? kitchen yeah. after this episode. Yeah, that's yeah. What I have a question. Do you guys think that there was a moment where Tom talked to the producers before deciding it was a tie or did he just surprise everybody in that moment and the producers were all like rushing around 
trying to figure out if this is going to work I'm or sure not. He had to it, touch base think, with them. Yeah. Right. I, I, I think he was. I he theory. talked to the producers and the time between like eating the dishes and then telling them the results. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I but I mean Tom has um, this show has this feeling of Tom's dictatorial uh, fiefdom, except for the time they made him eat spiders, which he clearly wasn't into. But other than that, he seemed like he really could just decide to have ooh. one of the chefs killed, and everyone would just like figure out how to make that happen. Well, do you think this is what well, yeah, because... he's like? I'll only eat spiders if at one point you let <laughs> I'll me eat do spiders as long as I, I just give me one. Yeah, give me yeah. one twist yeah. that you guys can get stop. one thing. Yeah, because Padma. Padma only had one chef's coat, right? So, I mean, that could have been intentional, I guess. I I wish Padma had been a little more pissed about it, where it's like, huh, well, I only got this one coat. I wish... RSVP, you RSVP'd for one extra chef, You should have at least clicked maybe... I don't know where I'm going to put this. uh, ...in bringing this other coat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a plus two. It's a plus one. This is the closest you've ever gotten to achieving your prediction of the show, two chefs, one coat. Yeah, I really I, like. I was near all the way there, and then just like, oh, and we'll just like wait, and then get you yes. another code. I was like, damn it, not yet, not yet. Well, listener Brian did write in and said odds that Tom's calling a tie in Last Chance Kitchen was revenge for making him eat spiders and chicken heart. Yeah, hearts. <gasps> I think wow. so. It could, just, yeah. it could have been a surprise, you know. He wanted to make guys, them sweat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I well, he didn't seem to mind the chicken hearts. Yeah, he probably likes chicken heart, but definitely the spiders. He was mad. Yeah, well, he wasn't into it. Uh, new Sarah and Kyle, I, uh, what do you guys think? My other big question that came out of this was: so he has a tie. What terrible thing is going to have to happen on the show because of this tie? Or do you think it's just going to be pure good from here on out? Do you like the tie? Do you think it's going to lead to something bad? What What do you mean something bad? Like a like a surprise double elimination? Yeah, or yeah, sudden death, quick fire, <laughs> something terrible. We well, I guess um, we. Do you guys hate since this is your uh, when you're, you're relatively new to the show? Do you hate sudden death quick fires as much as we do? Because I guess that's what I'm mostly worried about. No, I don't it hate depends. them. It depends. Yeah, I think every time they spring a sudden death quick fire, it kind of like cuts out someone that needed to be gone. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I guess so it's I results think, dependent. Yeah, I, I think most of the time when there's a sudden death quick fire, it's never somebody that is really good that gets out it's normally someone who's like been in the middle to bottom kind of coasting through who mm-hmm. kind of like loses out because it's like that much more important of a quick fire yeah like i guess if there'd been one today and two had gone home it seems like two had been trying to lose every episode since number since the first one so i wouldn't be shocked if he had yeah. like, something like that i just don't i i always hate it because it it just feels like you do all this work to get on the show and then they're just going to send you home in a quick fire. Yeah. I don't, yeah, that's my main problem with it. Not that I think, I think that's totally right though, that it's usually, you know, not taking out the favorite, especially now that they do the, yeah. the back to back. We have to do that. You have to do the cook off the yeah. sudden death version of sudden mm-hmm. death. Quick, at least then it feels like, well, if you mess up twice in the first half yeah. hour of the day, you know, right. I, you're probably fine leaving. Totally. Yeah. And I think that's better than a double, elimination because you're like a team I don't know I feel like there's that was yeah. one of the worst things they did oh, yeah like if you were just yeah. the second worst on the worst yeah. team but you weren't the second worst overall that would suck you know Alex can I clarify one of your points if you mess up twice in the first half hour day are you okay with someone killing you no but you could certainly eliminate me from whatever I was doing that day like um <laughs> I don't get to go to brunch because yeah, I messed up twice or, beforehand or, or, like yeah like I I I turned on the shower and then forgot about it. And then I also started water for coffee and forgot about that. Megan could leave me. 
That's the same mistake twice, though. I feel like that's a little double jeopardy. I think you have to have another non-water mistake, or unless that's the extent of your like imagination with the things you can mess up in the first half hour of the day. So I guess I'm one so far into this day. So if I mess up something else... <laughs> yeah, if you mess up again by the end of this podcast, I'm sorry, Alex. But you need yeah. to your mics. Yeah, the clock is ticking. You have another half hour like, be, yeah, to mess up. That's and not then... fair if you start it when I make the first mistake, because if I've had a half an hour where I've done pretty well... Yeah, you're right. It has to. Oh, is this yeah. average across? I think that's um, better. Well, geez. well, we'll see what happens. We'll see who goes I think, home. I think since Tom sort of randomly decided that two people were coming in, he should be able to randomly decide when two people are leaving. Yes. And it should be like Ooh. if two people do badly enough that they could have both gone home, then I feel fine about a double elimination then. Totally. I feel very different about a double elimination if it feels organic because he's really mad about how bad the things were or how bad the team performed or how like, but if it's just, it's what I don't like is when it's like, well, you guys were all great, but we have to send two of you home because that's what one of the yeah, PAs that would decided. Be really bad. That's when mm-hmm. it hurts my feelings. I, I have a fear, guys, a deep, deep fear that we're just entering sort of like top chef inflation, basically, so that each elimination will have to be like is now like like will be double and then we'll, a triple elimination and then quadruple and like four people coming in from uh from last kitchen. So it's just like entire season of chefs that all enter and exit the it same day. Like basically, a beautiful dance. Yeah, very malleable cast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a slippery slope, guys. I don't, I don't really realize. My that. other thing that was bothering me about this was because Kwame got that huge insult of being the only one not winning, and Tom seemed to love his dish except for the size of the bowl it was served in. Did Kwame get eliminated for grabbing <laughs> yeah. a small bowl? Yeah, <laughs> Repeatedly. Yeah, it's, he always does that. That's not a five hundred dollar a bowl. Right. Move. Yeah, he, you know. Yeah, you need a bigger bowl for that. That was his issue with his restaurant as well. Bowls, to too much money, too little bowl. <laughs> I would go to a restaurant also, called Five Hundred Dollar Bowl if it felt like it was that much food. Yeah, this a five hundred dollar volume of bowl. Yeah, it's a month's worth of soup. <laughs> I oh guys, I don't know if you've seen this, but there's like my uh, one of my uh, friends uh, was visiting home in uh, I think Detroit. I guess he was watching a lot of like uh, daytime TV, and there's like this crazy like big buckets of uh food infomercial that he, he sent me a picture of um it was like basically it was like several months worth of like, i think it was like like 12 months worth of food oh. just in buckets that you, you could add water to like a it was incredible thing. yeah unless it kills you but yeah <laughs> is it just a mush like a like a porridge i think there's a lot of different things you could yeah, add so water to is, and be well, at least according to the one that i found on amazon.com this is an emergency survival food supply 275 meals in a bucket so it's it's a bucket of, of food that can last you for 275 uh, servings, ideal for camping, emergencies, and everyday use. And everyday use. Everyday use. How much is it? It is net weight 19.5 pounds. No, I mean how... Um, oh, how expensive how is it? How much does it cost? Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah. Unless it's also pounds. Because <laughs> uh, we could just do this and be set for most of the year. Alex. $350 and free shipping. Oh, free shipping. Wow. What is that? What's the first? That's like a dollar a meal? But wait, is it individual packets of stuff? No, no. It's just a big... You wish it was that. (laughs) It is Uh, definitely not. This is a cheesy rice casserole. Actually, this might be packets because it it looks like a bucket of food, but this one has cheesy rice casserole, veggie Alfredo, hearty potato soup, and I don't think you can just mix those all together. <laughs> uh, no, there's clearly just packets inside this. What, what's it, what's it called if you want to do some advertising for them? Food supply 275 meal pack with a weatherproof bucket for a 20 year shelf life. Mm. I like that it's weatherproof. Yeah. I like that it's a bucket. Yeah, but it's packets. So if there's just a bucket of food supply, 
that's not in individual packets, uh, I haven't found it yet. But you can get okay, this and enough. support our show by going to Amazon.com. Um, or buy anything. You don't have to buy a, a, a food no, bucket if you don't want to. It does come with instant orange drink. <laughs> mm, I love well, I want to look at some of the reviews. Yeah. Like... Wait, Alex, wrong show. We don't advertise oh, on this we, show. We, uh, only we for lemons, right? One, we had a new sponsor last week. It wasn't spiders, was it? It wasn't. Sp- I thought it, it might was. have been spiders. spiders. Oh, it's brought yeah. by spiders. Yeah. You you spiders. spiders. They get in your mouth. Uh, here's a review. One star. Unhappy with it. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's on brand for sure for the one-star rating. I just wish I knew a little um, more. Also, three stars because Reviews it took a long mention. time to get to them. Mm. Ah, this is not bucket-based. Yeah. Alfredo and the orange drink were good. Okay. <laughs> the bucket Alfredo well, Kwame, we're not comparing this to you. Sorry. <laughs> Kwame needs to do. His on a tangent. needs to be uh, survival buckets. Uh, $500 a bucket. <laughs> It lasts you for a year. Can I read you? No. One of one of the five star reviews I like a lot, guys, uh, is from Paul Ram five ten, and it says still have it. So like, if like just it doesn't like disappear on him, he's happy that this product is a physical thing. Yeah. Is right. Good for him. Uh, several yeah, years later, maybe it means there's no emergency. Um, yeah. I love. Okay, so Amazon has the questions and answers, which I really like, um, especially when the yeah. answer is off topic. So, question: Can you open the bucket without affecting the pouches? Answer. Did not have a good experience with this product. Food did not taste very good. Oh, yeah, that person mm. doesn't mm. know about questions and answers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like, yeah, I like it on Amazon questions where someone asks a question and then someone takes the time to respond back. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't I buy know. it. That happens all the time. <laughs> like, well, I want to be helpful, but I can't. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's really cute. Or I see more as like, like that person goes. Think, like, that person goes through Amazon thinking, like, these questions are for me, yeah. and it's my duty. <laughs> exactly. Like, like, I need to respond about these buckets. I don't know. I just, I can't buy it. They don't understand the internet. For Amazon, it's frustrating. <laughs> um, someone else said that they thought the food tastes really good because they're ex-military. So, that's how bad they're, it's like, yeah. man, I've eaten bad food from a bucket. I know. That's a good an expert opinion. Mm-hmm. Wow. So. Well. One star. All of which happy is to with say it. that, of course, Kwame's food is far, far superior to this. <laughs> yeah, it is. But uh, he didn't learn the lesson. The bigger the bucket, uh, I don't know. The, dot dot dot. <laughs> just put the more the food. <laughs> the more the food. As we all say, growing up, and we've always said that's the motto of this show. Always has been. Always bucket, will be. The more the food. So that's the quick fire. We do get uh, Leanne back, which I'm very excited about, mm-hmm. and also we. Uh, we we brought back Claudette, and then I don't know if she went camping. She was there. I mean, she did. We, she had the like Minnie Mouse poofy ears. Yeah. Do you I, remember her hat? Her yeah. I saw hat. her hat. I remember that she walked in the background at some point, but we did not hear a lot from her. We heard a. I mean, I thought she was on the top too. No. Uh, they definitely liked top her. Maybe they had the Guajillo. Yeah. Right. No. She. The top was Bruce Carey and Leanne. But they liked. Okay, but I think. I think she got called out for a couple times yeah, in a good they way. Like basically every yeah, I think she was for the last four. four. Yeah, yeah, man. So let's jump into the elimination. So for the elimination challenge, they were uh, packed into their BMW X5s and sent into mm. a terrible snowstorm in the woods. Um, so they were camping overnight, tent camping, not glamping, as the title of the episode assured us. And um, it was definitely. Most things, though, are not glamping, right? So that could have been really descriptive of any of the episodes before yeah, now yeah. as well. I might guess that it was about camping, but not necessarily. Um, 
But what it certainly yeah. wasn't was it wasn't the $30,000 outdoor kitchen that Megan and I saw at a store recently called Snow Peak Outdoor Lifestyle Creators. Um, oh, that's <laughs> a great name. That, that was kitchen something. was much nicer than our indoor kitchen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it was clear, like, it was lightweight for a kitchen, but it was clearly like, I'm assuming someone else will carry this for you. Yeah. <laughs> it was not something you were... This is like, there's going to be Sherpas if you're doing this kind of cooking. Uh, but instead, our chefs got uh, $100 to buy their own cooking equipment from a mountain store. Um, it was a little vague what they were actually provided with and what they weren't. And also two of them went together yeah. and bought an oven and then the oven wasn't very good. Um, so not entirely yeah. clear what supplies they got and what they didn't. But if that wasn't enough, even though this was recorded in May and it hadn't snowed in several months, uh, according to Redditor Mike, whose wife helped uh, set up the, pa- the campsite portion of the shoot, oh, cool. there was no snow the week before and then th- a three-day storm hit and a record amount of snow for the month of May. So it was not their... Oh, my goodness. Okay. They were not... They weren't trying to be jerks. like, let's send the, the chefs into the snow. They were like, man, we have all the snow, and Tom just added an extra chef. What do we do? And they just rolled with it. However, however, they did make them dig out their campsites yeah, and so picnic tables. Yeah. That made me think that they might have had some snowblowers to really heap it on whatever <laughs> tables they had. Yeah. <laughs> Would, would you guys watch a show called Top Shoveler? Because I might. I don't believe I would, no. but I would be interested in hearing your take on it. it. I'd be in on Top Tent okay. Maker. Oh, Tents, yeah. Tents, 100%. <laughs> top Tents, where it's at, yeah. I, yeah. I don't think the the, the uh, I would give a full series order to Top Shoveler, um, but it depends on who the judges are. <laughs> would you give me maybe like nine and then like a back nine if the reins were solid? Like a holiday special, like the Great Light fight oh yeah that's, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a good a good tester mm-hmm. but it really it depends on the celebrity judges you get as because or, or the human stories you're able to tell because the shoveling itself will not really hold my interest. i don't know i don't want any human stories i want shovel yeah, stories sounds, <laughs> shovel story yeah it sounds very comforting to watch like just someone who's really good at shoveling oh you know taking yeah. a driveway and just yeah. making it you know it would fit the oddly satisfying portion of reddit where it's like watching a large amount of snow be placed perfectly to the side <laughs> mm-hmm Mm-hmm. I also mm-hmm. uh, like a real good slow TV. Hit. I like that they got real shovels though. It wasn't like a folding camp shovel. They got actual shovels. Yeah, they needed them. Yeah, thank goodness. Yeah. I think they probably provided them with those because I don't think they were like, you have all this budget for your cooking supplies, and also we may- are making you buy snow shovels. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In your hundred dollars, you have to do that. I, I, uh, I, I felt bad for them when they were shoveling. I felt bad for how miserable the tent probably was. But the upside to the snow to me was when they did that shot where the camera, uh, the steady cam, walked from one part of the camp to the other, and there was like uh, waist high snow on both sides, so it felt like you were in like half an igloo. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, cool. it looked beautiful. Yeah. And they didn't need refrigerators. That's true. They just threw stuff in the snow. That was great. Um, also, the guest judge for this week was acquaintance of the podcast, <laughs> Naomi Pomeroy, who I adore and was very excited to see back on the show. Um, oh, when they wait, introduced how her, does how does the podcast uh, know her? I've, I've met Naomi a couple times. She's a Portland uh, Portland chef, and uh, I she I had her on a show that I did a couple years ago. I interviewed her for my talk show, and she was great fun. Um, it was uh, nice. It was her and uh, this baker, and they were both really nervous about being on the show, so they drank a lot and just had oh. a great time. <laughs> and they were like, "Wow, they got really sloppy and had a." Fu-. They were so fun, and I think Naomi, she had kind of a villain edit when she was on Masters because mm-hmm. she wanted everybody to be served at the same time because that's the way she does her restaurant. And everyone else thought that was hard, mm-hmm. but she is. Uh, I think she's a, just very funny and, and very smart and 
an amazing chef, apparently, although we've never eaten at Beast. Yeah, because we don't eat well, beast meat. We're not really into beast meat. Um, <laughs> she does a vegetarian yeah, one a year, one. but it's like 150 bucks, and you have to make reservations way in advance. Yeah. Um, she's very popular. But I know. Anyway, I just think she's cool. So, acquaintance of the pod, Naomi was judging, and I thought she was a great judge, too. Like, sometimes they don't let the guest judges speak much, but they gave her a lot of speaking time, and everything she said seemed good. So, mm-hmm. um, Okay, so general feelings. Uh, let's start with New Sarah and Kyle. It's a classic of of Top Chef to make them cook on terrible equipment at open flames. Uh, do you? Mm-hmm. How do you feel about it? And how do you feel like this one compared to that as a general idea? I act. This was one of my favorites personally of the like outdoor rustic cooking challenges because the snow was a real unfortunate wrinkle, but it didn't seem like that was actually the thing that trips people up. Mm-hmm. Like the dishes that were bad seem to be failures of conception, not of right. like yeah. unfair stuff stacked against them. And I thought actually everyone seemed to have a really nice fun attitude about it once they got there. And it just like really, I don't know. It really warmed my heart. Even, I really liked even it. Even Fatima who had a terrible attitude about it really seemed to smile while she was complaining. Like it was fun. How mad she oh, was. She was it. so funny. Yeah. The I'm best shot. Yeah. Man. She was pretty great. The best shot was her coming out of the tent that the morning of the challenge oh. and just looking like was it a dream <laughs> no it wasn't it, it just i i really liked it and like this i the the texas chili cook-off episode is probably my least favorite episode of top oh, show that, was that one night, was right? this was like the exact opposite of that mm-hmm. that was all night wasn't it so i liked it that yeah was that was all night. all night too i don't know did you like it kyle i liked it and i feel like recently the the people like the contestants or the chef testants, my apologies. Uh, <laughs> Please. I've been more prepared for it because the last time I really remember a challenge like this was like the Boston season and they did like traditional Native American Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. turned out really well because it was all like fish and weird stuff. Yeah. But then like there are a lot of really good mis- or dishes there. So I-, I think they're a little bit more ready now and maybe the producers have learned how to fine tune it so that they aren't really just cooking for the wolves. I, right. I wonder how much that's the show and also the, how much it's the contestants because it does seem like they, even though this was really hard and it, it just seemed miserable, they just seemed upbeat even when they were grumbling across the board. And so just they mm-hmm. just seemed like fun people. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was thinking back to an early season where they cooked for surfers on the beach and that was oh, like... Yeah. Season two. It was like breakfast and that was like... It was hard with the rust- rustic cooking, but also there was just sand in everything that everybody made. Mm-hmm. And so the snow is way better for cooking than it's sand, I think. Right. If you get some yeah, snow Yeah, and also in your they pan. had to make breakfast in the sand. Right, right. It's, it also limited what they could try and make. Yeah, and you force people to make eggs over an open flame, which is a lot harder than, like, brisket. Oh. Um, yeah. The only thing that it seemed like it actually really, like, a lot of people did incredibly well, but the one consistent problem was that the meat was dry which might just be a cooking overnight on bad equipment problem. Well, but it also seemed like something that people should know not to do. Like that's at least that's the way that Tom was talking about it. Yeah, certainly. You know, that, um, uh, that Chris had started his Buffalo, you know, yesterday at at 6 PM. And that was just really, yeah, the whole table was like shocked. They were like offended that he had done that. So apparently that was pretty easy to know. Um, I, but also just, I just feel like the, I, I'm just so in love with this season right now. I'm just everybody is just so okay. fun. The personalities are great, and no nobody sucks. And um, no, everyone is charming and likes each other so too, yeah, and like respects like, each other. And, and Fatima, <laughs> after being so mad, then at judges' table, 
she did, you know, the opposite of throwing under the bus. She like placed Carrie on top of a bus. She was like, I can't believe she how good. Wolfed it. Yeah, she was like, this is so amazing. She was like, what a great job Carrie did co- making this oven out of snow. Mm-hmm. And like calling her out for like helping other people out. Yeah. And, yeah, just like a very positive call out. Yeah, it was yeah. cool. I was worried about that. And also I was curious, what what do you think Carrie did the day before when everyone was prepping? Because like... I don't think you need that much prep no, for but cake. I, I, so no. great question. I see, she's just hanging out, helping with tents. She did help with tents. But the other thing I think she did was, if, if you remember, I think she failed on the cake three different times. Yeah. So, so she so she's just practicing her oven. Yeah. Like, which I yeah. think is cool and brilliant. Like she used the time to fine tune this method because she was first cooking mm-hmm. in the oven that she like co-bought with someone else. And then it was too hot. And she... And she tried some other things, and then she before she built her oven. So she was like, "Yeah." And the first time she built the oven, everything burned, and so she had to yeah. get like the temperature just right. And yeah. Stuff. yeah. So that seems like if you're cooking on bad equipment, simplify your recipe so you can do the and do the tests you need. What was the? Oh man, what was this? Uh, it was like a finale a couple seasons ago where they're in Mexico and somebody tested the grill first and the other person didn't. And their that fish was last stuck. season. Oh, last yeah. season. Yeah. yeah. That was like just look. You're on unfamiliar equipment. Test it. Right. That's such a pro pro move she did. I was super impressed. And I I think the fact that they loved her cake when it was served in the first course, that's a big compliment. Yeah, that was really weird that they like didn't ask like who has the cake? Maybe yeah. they should go last. <laughs> she made a dessert as an appetizer. I like a cake atizer. I'm into that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um I uh well, okay, so as and, and, and Sarah, what do you guys think about uh, how many chefs decided to try to go home today? Um, for example, uh, when I thought Bruce was like having a bad time when he started with, my first thought for an outdoor place where I don't know what we'll be working with is pasta. pasta. French pasta, yeah, yeah. That's tricky. And then um, two was like, I'm going to do this three ways, and... Uh, Butterfunk was like, well, I'll just make an extra meat thing that'll be great. Like, what uh, w- of those seemed the worst to you? What were your dread feelings going into it? I had a bad feeling about two from the beginning. And then when he started struggling, I thought, okay, it does kind of seem like his time. And I was okay with that. I do really like him. But in terms of strength of food, everyone's just so strong that I think that was okay with me. I was very worried about Chris Butterfunk Mm -hmm. because I think he has a much higher ceiling Mm -hmm. than he's shown. And this seemed like a silly mistake. And he seemed to be aware of it the whole time, which is making me so nervous. (laughs) I it, um, you get that close yeah. to the realization that you shouldn't do this, and I, I mean, I, I don't know how to whether or not I don't know how to make that decision where you're like, I made a chili, is this enough? I don't, I don't know, right? Because I could definitely see them saying like, you had twelve hours, you made a chili, it's good, but it's not blowing me away. Yeah, but yeah. I think he, still he was almost the focusing on the, the wrong part of it, right? Like he was like. It's too simple. I need to add these other like fancier components. And they were like, yeah, those were fine, but you didn't cook your meat right, right you know? So he kind of like overthought it, I guess, in a different yeah. way. What were you saying, Kyle? Well, I, I do think that if he had just made the chili, he still would have been on the bottom just for a different reason because right. everyone was making stuff that was really cool. Mm-hmm. And so if he just had a chili next to like 
12 other dishes that had like something really unique to it while being cooked in the woods, I still think he would have been on the bottom. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. We don't see the sort of alternate universe where they were like, well, your chili was too simple. Right. So it's just that, you know, what he tried to do to compensate for it. I was figured not. you got a good campfire. Why not make a perfect chili? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, so I guess that's the other thing is I don't know if I, how I felt about because at first I was mad at two for making rabbit three ways and the judges were super hard on him for that. But if all three of those ways had been brilliant, they would not have been like, why did you make three ways perfectly when you could have made one perfectly, right? They, they only say that because it was a failed ex- fail of execution. The idea that seems dumb, they th- think is a brilliant risk when it works. Well, the thing that um, yeah, but- uh, seems like the difference between Bruce and these other chefs um, who, who ended up on the bottom was that they was the second guessing right so like right like the other chefs had an idea coming in and then started to second guess it as they went along whereas bruce was just like pasta and then he just like went with it and didn't second guess it at all and found a way to make it brilliant so right so was the second guessing though cause him to make a failure of execution or like would that same idea if he'd been like I know from the very beginning rabbit three ways i want to do the four feet this way and the middle section this way and like would that have would that have been brilliant right. if two had just he hadn't second guessed himself? He just decided to do something three ways. Because I'm reminded of CJ in uh, what was it in the was it Pits. duels or was it all stars? Where was where did CJ? Which which dish when he are you came back and about? won with the peas. Um, that was in uh, duels. In duels, mm-hmm. where CJ is like, I made peas forty-seven ways, and they were like, these are all so good. Right. Well, and he just was passionate about peas. Though. So into peas, you guys. Do you remember that? Um, <laughs> Yeah, it came back as all about peas. Beautiful love stories in the history of Top Chef: CJ and peas. Um, did so you guys, yeah. Kyle and Sarah, do you remember, did you guys watch that? We've talked about this on the show before, but I I just love that moment. I feel like I did, but I definitely have very bad memory so for these shows your, in general. Jog your mind. It's like two chefs who have like you know since I was on the show, I met my partner, we got married, we have three kids, yeah. we opened a restaurant, and the next person's like, "Oh, I fell in love, I figured this out, I've been doing this, I've been doing this." And then they cut to CJ and he's like, "I just really like peas." <laughs> and you that really meant that. Yeah, I remember CJ having a lot of like diminishing returns for me every time he came back on the show. Yeah. Like not like I didn't enjoy him, but I just remember loving him his first outing. Right. And then, like on these all these other shows, I'm like, is CJ okay? Is like, he growing? Yeah. yeah, is he growing and changing? Why does he look so huge? So what big. is happening in the kitchen around he him? He went home on a eight foot tall man. He went home. Uh, his first time was on the airplane challenge where he cooked the world's worst broccolini while bending over and ruining his back. If I remember correctly. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh my god, that was so unfair. I do remember that. I was like, come on, guys. Yeah. Please. It's the largest human on earth. It's you not have like to. They would have a space. challenge where all the short chefs have to cook holding their hands above their heads. Like it, it's just yeah, cooking. Everyone gets their right size kitchen. Anyway, uh, back to you guys. So, um, wh- okay. Uh, so it sounds like from the end, though, if you saw two, Sarah, you saw two coming. New Sarah and Kyle. What did yeah. was? Did you guys also see two coming the whole way? Well, it was. I I was really afraid for Carrie like pretty much up until she served the cake honestly right. oh, yeah, because yeah. i didn't even know what the flavors were or anything right so i was like the this moment, seems impossible the moment she said i'm gonna cook a cake sarah yelled out bye girl yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i did and then i was so happy to be proven wrong because it was such a delight to like oh, yeah. watch her experiment and do with it and then by the end of it i was like god i hope this turned out because she tried so hard yeah 
Um, and then by that point, I was like, oh, it has to be two because he's overcomplicating everything. Mm-hmm. And as Padma and Padma described his his dish as nude, which really made me laugh. <laughs> it looked, yeah, it looked no bad. Shots. It really yeah. did. Uh, it was. It was. I, I felt like once we got to the actual judges' table, not a lot of drama left because um, Tanya had mm-hmm. perfect meat. Butterfunk's chili was really tasty, and they're like, and two, the rabbit wasn't cooked very well, and there was literally nothing else on the plate. Yeah. So it just it didn't feel like yeah. there was a lot of excitement <laughs> about whether that was going to work out or not. And it wasn't like at Agreed. that point it wasn't even the the only excitement was will there be a second chance, last chance kitchen? And the answer is yes. So. According and the worst ADR ever informed us. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah rope. that was so funny. Yeah. Every time their ADR, it feels like they don't even try on this show because every time it's like, oh, robot Tom from the future has an opinion about what's going to happen next. <laughs> tell us, it's okay, robot Tom. It's me, Tom. It does... I'm coming back from the future to tell you you still have time. <laughs> it does seem like they should be better at it, right? Because yeah. like it should be something like you're really good at noticing that stuff, and I'm right. not, and so it should be something that like sneaks past me, but you notice at right. least. Yeah, you know, you, you can hear it every time. But it's yeah, it's really bad. <laughs> I assume that it's just because they don't bother to try, but also because they're recording audio. The original audio was them dirt in, out in the snow on the top of this mountain. And then yeah. probably they were in Burbank and they were like, hey, Tom, can you come in for 10 minutes to record all these things we said wrong? So they, it's probably just they didn't want to go out and simulate a mountain. Right. It's just cheaper to have him. Just <laughs> in the but I do wonder what he said originally, if anything, yeah. you know, like that's the other thing is I always want to know what it was because there's I guess the chance that it wasn't just the sound quality that he said something weird or wrong. Right. Yeah. Well, or just like too much like stuff that they don't want us to know or something. I don't oh, know. Yeah, like yeah. maybe they gave them more information. Yeah. This time they didn't <gasps> secret. Yeah. There's definitely that possibility. That's one of the worst on the show is when they do ADR explaining the, a technicality and the rules of the challenge and they don't explain the rest of the technicalities. Cause we know for a fact that on the show, when they announce the challenge, then this chefs go off to talk to a producer who gives you 15 minutes of very excruciating details about your rules. And then you go cook. And so if road robot Padma from the future is like, also, if your dish touches the ground, you lose. You're like, well, great. Someone's going to drop their food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Obviously, or you wouldn't have mentioned that. Did, ground is hot lava. Anyway. You guys, did two do an exit interview? I don't remember it. Uh, I, don't remember huh. I, I remember nothing of him leaving. Yeah, I don't remember him like, down alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like The Bachelor. They just left him on top of the mountain. Oh. Yeah, they flew away, and he's on that island forever now. <laughs> it's very possible. Uh, That's yeah, super weird. Why didn't weird. he do an exit interview? This is a good question. I don't know. I can't. I can't think of why they would have I done. I seem that. to remember some voiceover. Yeah, he though. must have voiceovered something. For Me, sure. Yeah, I might yeah. have just missed it. I don't know. Remember me. <laughs> uh, yeah, when you're gone, don't forget. I'm still up on this mountain. <laughs> also, it was nice to you guys. Yeah. Okay. Oh, He's, yeah. There s- was something at the. He end. said like two seconds over the credits. Okay. Uh, I, I guess I just missed it. There was very little. But they did. That was an interesting thing is that the chefs did say "kill it in Last Chance Kitchen." So obviously they did tell him that it wasn't just in the future that Last Chance Kitchen was decided. Right. Um, is there anything else that would have been like appropriate to say, like say in May that um, that just no longer is where it's like. Oh, interesting. Go home for Mother's Day. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, it's very possible. Uh, it's May 2017 and always will be. <laughs> it was weird that, that Tom says that when you, he sends someone home, but they do. <laughs> he's very he's a stickler for it. Um, yeah. I'm excited that they're still doing Last Chance Kitchen because I was disappointed that it was over at this point. I like the idea of getting the chef in early. Um, I'm glad it's not all returning chefs. I'm happy to see Leanne 100%. No, I have no problems with that at all. But I would have been bummed if it was like we only got five episodes this year. And it would be so unfair mm-hmm. to give like some people a second chance and not others. Yeah. Like, if you make yeah, it, unless you true. make it to the finale, you should always get a second chance if everyone else is. Although, will Claudette get like a third chance then if she goes out again? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right? Yes, oh, that would be great. That's interesting. Yeah. I want, yeah. I, I mean, somebody mentioned having there been two winners who had gone through Last Chance Kitchen, and I can't remember who both of them are. But I, I remember Kristen, Kristen, right? Yeah, I know Kristen. I can't remember the other one. Oh, wait. It, was it Brooke? It was Kristen and Brooke? Okay, there you go. But oh. Brooke was out at the oh, yeah. very, very end, right? Right, like, she watched she just... the set and then came right back. Yeah. You're right. Well, so that's two. So I would love it. But Claudette could win me over by going back to Last Chance Kitchen and coming out of it again and just like being the, the queen of the loser's bracket. Impossible to get rid of. Yeah. That would be such drama. That would be That'd exciting. Be great. I'm, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I've been worried because everyone has such great attitudes and she has kind of a, she's like, I'm going to beat everyone here. And I just, I felt, I'm just worried about her disturbing the unity of them. I don't know. I think she mm. had to, She's, she had to have that attitude because she was out though. You know, I don't know. Yeah. My hope uh, with Last Chance Kitchen was Tom was going to say, we only have one uh, white chef's coat, Claudette. The producers, for some reason, want you to keep wearing a black one. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Here's also a black And they also hat. want you to put on this mask. Yeah. Um, it has a because ventilator voice in it that makes your voice, voice sound a little well. bit yeah. deeper. But. Uh, so that would normally bring us to Last Chance Kitchen, but since there is none this week, that is going to bring us instead. We're going to skip ahead straight to Megan's Mailbag. If you want to write in, we're on fa- on Facebook at facebook.com slash packyourmics or on pa- uh, Twitter at packyourmics. And of course... You can email mailbag at packyourmics.com and Megan will read every letter. Maybe not on the air, but she'll at least see everything that you write. Megan, what's in the mailbag this week? We've got a lot of good stuff in the mailbag. Um, so starting off with the beginning of the episode, at Jen Owens um, was not surprised that one of the vets got back in. She thought yeah. that was always going to happen. We all sort of assumed that, didn't we? Right? I- uh, I mean, it was a possibility. It, yeah. it would just have felt weird if all of those had, if they'd all been eliminated by the new chefs. That would just mm-hmm. been a yes. It, this gimmick would have been for nothing. It would have been really interesting, but it also is really interesting that Tom made the decision because he was choosing between a vet and someone. Um, His coworker and uh, and well, a yeah, coworker. Yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> it's really interesting that he had that decision where he could have not brought you know, potentially not brought Leanne in or just brought a vet in and he decided to bring someone who had been on the show and a vet. Right. Like that was, it was kind of interesting that, um, I, you know, I wonder if that played into his decision at all. Does, if, when we reset Last Chance Kitchen, does that mean uh, the people who lost in the last one are gone or do they have to come back and watch it all over again? Oh gosh, I don't know. I think oh. they stay the peanut gallery because oh. he said like, Kwame, you can go back to the peanut gallery now. Oh my God, Jen, free Jen. <laughs> can they at least let Jen go home? <laughs> so worried about Hashtag her let Jen go home <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's too bad 
Jen is like, why? Yeah. Oh, I know. I'm just losing money at this point. Oh my and gosh, you guys, Tyler seemed so bummed. Oh my god. When Tyler. he was Oh, that yeah, that must does. have been so hard like to have everyone he come was, like, back so in sad. and just be sitting there. Yeah. He's yeah. like, guys, remember yesterday when I was a part of you? I've lost twice since then. Ugh. Yeah, it totally sucks. Uh, yeah. They didn't even get a word out of him. It was just him looking sad. Uh, speaking of um, sad things in Last Chance Kitchen, Jane was wondering, why did Tom call Padma out to Last Chance Kitchen if she wasn't eating anything? Was it to rub it in Kwame's face that he would never get to feed Padma on TV ever again? <laughs> do, you, do you guys do remember that, uh, of course, that Kwame seemed to have a real strong crush on Padma and then yeah, Padma might have returned I do. it? Yeah, and and she like was like, wink, wink, I am sad I don't get to eat more of your food. Yeah, yeah like- she did say that. Yeah. yeah. I think mm. I think maybe she's gonna have to visit Kwame's giant five hundred dollar bucket restaurant in <laughs> DC. <laughs> well, well, if there's any person that can make it elegant to eat out of a bucket, <laughs> she would do it like she'd be like, "Oh man, you've been eating out of a bucket every day of your life. You're just so perfect at it." <laughs> um, Jane also said that um, she does like this format for Last Chance Kitchen yeah. to give uh, early outs a better shot at getting back in the game. Um, plus, oh. Sorry, I hadn't even thought of that aspect of it, which is if you got eliminated mm-hmm. first before, mm-hmm. you basically had a 0% chance of running the table and being back in. Mm-hmm. But now, like, though it wasn't just the people who started, the, the experts who had a much better chance. But, like, Claudette had a much better chance of being on the show this way. Because mm-hmm. oh, yeah. the odds would she would, were she would screw up if she had to do 30 of these. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. That's a great point. Yeah, she mentioned that they did. Do you guys remember season twelve when a contestant George, who got eliminated on episode one during like the quick fire, got a chance to come back in? I remember this. No, like, no. yeah, That's not real. my my memory is so bad. Yeah. But anyway, so they have they have tried something kind of like this before, but this is Jane thinks this is a better a better version. I agree of that. with you, Jane. Sorry, I don't remember. <laughs> that sounds vaguely familiar. I, I mean, I remember all of the That's different true. ways that people have been eliminated really fast. Um including there was a season where they just like there was like a sudden death quick fire on the roof of the building when they were being welcomed and then you were gone and then there was also the one where you got yelled at for cutting meat wrong before you even got on the show oh that was oh, the that was an intense one I remember During, that. like the tryout oh, challenge yeah. Yeah. he was, that was my favorite cut ever you're just like don't even bother cooking dude yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was yeah that was like you actually hurt his feelings um but then there was also like it was it somebody made them all cook omelets for them in their in his restaurant yeah, yeah, it was like five yeah, hours, like four Wolfgang different Puck. things. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. I really like that. Those are my two kind of favorite things of like, yeah. there, there was the, it was the Austin season where they had like 40 chefs come in and do like challenges and they were cut on the fly if Tom didn't like how they were yeah. cooking. Mm-hmm. And then it was the Boston season where everyone had like apprenticeships for one night at different like restaurateurs. And mm-hmm. yeah. that was a uh, Wolfgang Puck's challenge was Make me an omelet. Yeah. I loved it. And I just love like a whimsical elf. Yeah. Wolfgang Puck. Yeah. So good. Such good TV. Uh, yeah. It was totally fun. I like those much better when they, than when they just eliminated somebody right away. Mm-hmm. Although um, I did, was it, it was like a kid who was still in culinary school and he was like, I'm here to prove that someone's in culinary school can still cook as well as these great chefs. And then he got eliminated on the first challenge. Well, it's like, well, maybe that wasn't really fair to you actually. Yeah. And then he didn't like get to get off the boat or something like that. Oh, was like, there a, I don't think he was the boat one, but there was definitely a boat. still on a boat. There was one where the guy was on a boat. Wow. Uh, yeah. That was, ah, memories. <laughs> yeah. Good <Anyway>. times. 
Well, speaking of good times, we had a lot of love for this episode yeah. in the mailbag. Everyone really liked it. Well deserved. Um, uh, listener Brian says it might might have been his favorite Top Chef challenge ever. Um, and that was most, mostly Fatima's fault. Yeah. Because uh, she was so fun. Jane also really appreciated Fatima. She says if she doesn't win, she's certainly getting the Fabio winner who did not win Top Chef edit. And 100%. She's okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fan favorite. Yeah. She's, yeah. she's going to get a TV show. Um, and a couple. She should. I, I don't know if you guys have heard this, but a couple of listeners wrote in to let us know that. Um, that Fatima is currently undergoing treatment for cancer. There was a oh, about that, so I am so surprised to hear that because usually the show will take anything interesting in your life and run it into the ground. Like I think it was after. Oh, yeah, after everything. Happened. That would make sense. Yeah, after everything aired. Because boy, um, I heard was Leanne pregnant. was pregnant. I don't know if you guys heard that. <laughs> I don't know if you is caught she that she was pregnant, but. Leanne's pregnant, you she guys. Has super chef powers because she's pregnant too. Oh, I forgot about that. Who was that? Who said that? That. Oh yeah, that was Fatima. Yeah, our angel yeah. Fatima. She had like oh. crazy pregnant God. focus. That was pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. She goes, pregnant women are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> but then she somehow meant it as a compliment. It was a real good. Yeah, it was she awesome. Needle. Yeah. Well, no, best. She's delightful. I hope she gets well soon. She seems so young. Yeah. yeah, I bet she will. Yeah, best best wishes, best thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, listener Catherine uh, was uh, watching this episode uh, during the uh, bomb cyclone oh. on the East Coast, and yeah. said it made it very realistic, and it actually oh. made it seem quite cozy uh, where the where the chefs were camping. Oh, Woody seems so bummed about the siren. <laughs> he is. He is. He he. If if Kyle wasn't gently holding him, he would be full on screaming directly into the microphone <laughs> where he has positioned himself. He does seem to have good mic <laughs> um, technique. He's like, where is it? Can I project my voice more straight into it? Um, he's a star. Uh, uh, anyway, yeah. sorry to interrupt. You're talking about it. it made the, the weather more real. Yeah, I like that um, in Denver, when it snows, they call it a snowstorm instead of a bomb cyclone. I think it's a little less dramatic. Well, it's a great uh, hashtag, though. <laughs> hashtag <Right>? bomb cyclone. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's how the Weather Channel stays in the game, is just coming up with hashtagable weather events. Mm-hmm. Though, I mean, yeah, like, regardless of what else is going on in the climate, uh, professional weather TV personalities have been killing it recently with coming up with names <laughs> or stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, their PR department has gone crazy. Um, what was the, what was the big, uh, when there was cold air during the winter last year? Oh, they had a great name. I can't. Yeah. Winter? No, they Snowmageddon? Had, no. Uh, oh, man, I'll remember it. There yeah. was a crazy, like, new uh, was it a new weather phenomenon last year, too. Yeah, I remember. Hmm. Um, yeah, the one in Chicago that we always got, we got, like, two years in a row, was a polar vortex. Polar vortex. Mm. That's what I was thinking. Oh, yeah. I one year we right. got thunder snow, too. Thunder snow. Yeah. No, sounds very exciting. <laughs> wow. It's great. I mean, it's all just, it's combining other Scary. other bits together. So it's a little bit like, you know, like I can, it's remixing stuff. But I still like it. So what's the, what's the weather phenomenon we should all, like, be looking forward to next, guys? Well, uh, but the bomb is a really clever, they turned it up a notch by making it not a weather thing. So it's a really okay, so, yeah. weather and a not weather. Hmm. Maybe like death sleet. How about a, a, a tornado shower? Where just like it's a bunch of little tornadoes oh, that fall sure, from the sky. Sure, sure. 
Or like a Sharknado? (laughs) (laughs) That'll never work. (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah, that is fun to watch the snow, the sudden snow uh, during the snow. Actually, what was weird about the snow to me was that it seemed very appropriate for this time of year in Denver. And then I remembered they filmed this during the summer and that was what was weird about it. So like them being in the snow would seem very reasonable, but it was May. Right. No, that's a good point. Yeah. Just like when they pretend it's Thanksgiving, sometimes I forget that it's not really Thanksgiving. Yeah, they just decided to oh, t- like it. not run with that at all this year. They've, yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the I, they just love changing. They it up. did the opposite. Yeah, they yeah. feel like we've they've like they've handled Thanksgiving now, Thanksgiving. Right. What was there was yeah the first year they did it was like a band I think that was like we're always on the road. Foo Fighters. Yeah. Foo Fighters. Who is we, it? We never Foo get Fighters. when we're the Foo Fighters. We never get to eat Thanksgiving because we're always touring. So this is a great opportunity. Thanksgiving in March. Yeah, they're just I've been on the road for so long they don't even know what month or day it is. They're like, Great, it's Thanksgiving. I'm so happy. <laughs> uh, and the other thing that happens to me when I can't watch TV regularly, I don't know what day it is. So yeah, I true. understand. My other favorite was uh, in Top Chef New Orleans. This has been a good reminiscing episode. I love Top Chef New Orleans when they were like Halloween costume party in the middle of summer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was really fun. Oh, yeah, with Leah Michelle or something. She was hosting a Halloween yeah. party. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That episode was. So weird. So weird. Leah like, Michelle, do you know what three month Three people it is? made eyeballs. <laughs> Leah Michelle definitely does yeah, not. Everyone was making arancini. Arancini, yeah. yeah they were like, what's the a happy food? Everyone is like, well, fried bow ball. Kind of looks like an eye. <laughs> um, if, if your eye looks like arancini, you definitely like see optometrist. I just, yeah. I, I, just, I don't know if there's anyone who has an issue. It's like, yeah, that's right. That's why I looks like I'm normal. No, you're not normal. You have a problem. <laughs> Yeah, you have to put your eye in that special arancini machine when you go there, where it shoots a puff of marinara at your eye. <laughs> oh, the old the old places do that. Now you just look at a picture of a marinara. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like sauce number one, sauce number two, sauce number one, sauce number two. <laughs> the marinara thing occurred to me mid speaking. Like I'd already started the sentence, and so I was surprised when it showed up too. It's, yeah, it's very similar to that experience at the eye yeah, doctor. Like, you really know it's coming, expect- but then all of a sudden, whoa! It's still startling every time. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, good times. Going back to the mailbag. Yeah. Um. So last year, or last year, I don't think it was last year. I think it was at the very beginning of this year. Yeah, very beginning last, of this year, last episode. Um, we were talking about the spoil- spoilers uh, on mm-hmm. various. Um, uh, previews wait yeah previews and ways to watch top chef so um oh we were talking about you know, when uh, top chef just puts the picture of the loser on the front page right 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 yeah uh, so at bunbury tw um notes that uh, itunes tv also shows spoiler spoiler oh. thumbnails Guys, which is very frustrating this is so simple to not do that this is so easy. You have to have... show a logo of the show, even. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, that's good branding. I was just going to say, I think you have to have lived with someone who doesn't care about Top Chef to get them to do it. So we should just have Caleb set up our Top Chef viewing experience for us. Wait, because... So he would put, like, a... Con- he just like, all right, Caleb, go to this website. Yeah, yeah go to this website. Oh, you have him do thing. the work for you. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because then he can't get spoiled because he doesn't care I'm, and doesn't understand. I mean, I put... I put the photos on our website and it's really easy to find something from the episode that is not the answer. Like yeah. there's so many <laughs> great moments uh, yeah, that doesn't spoil anything. So I'll, pro- I'll probably do something with the snow this week, but you know what? I'll just let it, let it happen. Yeah. I'm not going to predict. So you guys remember a couple episodes ago uh, when uh, they brought the YouTuber Logan Paul. Oh, oh yeah. Logan 
right. Yes. Didn't hear of it all, and then has heard of a lot. Yeah, yeah. Logan Paul's fall from grace. Yeah, it was a quick uh, ride. It's, it's uh, no. both Pauls. Oh, all the Pauls. It's it's him and his brother. Do not get them confused. They're both terrible in different ways. Wait, wait, no, but, but like, what about because those are the Pauls in the world, right? Like, not all are all Pauls. the Pauls bad now? Oh. oh, I I don't know. I want to speak for them? It's only these particular brothers are are showing their lack of judgment. Right. How's hard. Pope John Paul doing? Is he still cool? Uh, still dead. <laughs> yeah, not so not great. Well, um, so at... <laughs> I was waiting. To, I couldn't wait to find out if this was the kid or the dog. No, I don't... Yeah, our, our dog is uh, a buddy musician. Yeah, this is, this is the tile app going wild. Wait, why? Oh, why? I know why. I know why. Okay. This is... This is stupid. So, guys, do y'all know how tiles work? Like, the little, like, tag things? Uh, vaguely. Like, uh... You, you put a tag on your keys or whatever so that when you can't yeah, find exactly. it, you can, like... And if, make if you're, like, really bad at finding stuff also, like your wallet, you put one in your wallet. Sure. And if you press the tile twice, uh, it rings your phone. And I guess also if you have one in your wallet and you sit in a specific way <laughs> twice, uh, it your phone several times and confuses you. I mean, so basically Ezra's bouncing up and down yeah. on top of his wallet. I'm just wallet. really excited with this whole Set uh, off that sound. riff that we're doing and I ruined it with my wallet noise. You anyway, really gotta right. sit down once and only once, Ezra. <laughs> Wait, could you... Sorry, so uh, New Sarah, could you explain to me? I don't understand. So there's, so there's the guy who was on the show and that's not the guy okay. who that's- was... Logan Paul. Yes. There's two brothers. Okay. They're both monsters. Okay. And a pope. Uh, just let's not forget Logan him. and Jake Paul. Okay. Uh, yes, okay. and the pope, John Paul. Logan Paul was on the uh, show. I, and Logan Paul was the one who got in trouble for the video of the bodies, right? Right, yeah. At, at no. Chosen. Yes. I think it was. That was Jake Paul, wasn't it? No, Jake Paul is. Oh my God, the, I'm confusing. Jake Paul is the hooligan that pissed off all his neighbors in West Hollywood for riding ATVs down the middle of the street and setting couches and mattresses on fire in his backyard. Oh, wow. They do look exactly the same, which is partially why I'm getting confused. And they also have, like, a rap beef on YouTube where they've, like, recorded diss tracks at each other and then a reconciliation track. And they're all, like, (laughs) nine-minute-long awful songs that are, like, self-produced, self-filmed. So, Ezra, you were a big fan of Logan Paul when he was on on Top Chef. Um, Uh, I like that he had the self-awareness to say he was, was, like... Cupid useless. Yeah, he he said he was right. cute but useless, and that made made right. it seem okay. Yeah, so yeah. he's the one who got in trouble this week for sh- for the videos that were super offensive. Um, mm-hmm. But according to a brief Google search, Jake Paul is the one who says the n word a lot. Yes, that's mm. yeah. yeah. So they're both they're both doing different awful things in the world these days. Yeah. Right, right. Um, is 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 a uh, basketball star Chris Paul still all right, dude? As far as we know. Um, yes, he's okay, but Cliff Paul has problems. How about Les Paul? Still making guitars, or is he dead still? Could be both. Mm, might be. Might be. I don't. I don't generally don't know. Ron Paul, uh, but his guitar is still around. Ron Paul. Ron Paul's having still a tough alive. time. Didn't he get? He had Ooh, a fight with about, his neighbor over a lawnmower. Reggaeton, yeah, Sean Paul. Else. How's Sean Paul doing? You know what? Still good. Uh, the lesson here: popular last name, Paul. More than I thought. And a first name. Yeah, I, I, I binged yeah, famous, famous Pauls. I got a lot of good Pauls for you yeah, guys. I thought this was gonna, we were going to have to go into first name Paul to make this work, but you guys were killing it on Not last yet. name Pauls. There's so many <laughs> of them. Aaron Paul's doing strong on BoJack Horseman and a cameo on Black Mirror. Oh, good for him. <laughs> so many good Pauls in the world. Palsy? Is that uh, still a disease? <laughs> yeah, I guess yes. it's a first name yes. Paul, right? Yeah, that's So okay. I guess it's... Succeeding in its disease goals, it's, which is ruining people's it's, lives. It's staying strong in not having been eradicated yet. 
I don't need. I need to learn more about Alice Paul, uh, American suffragist. Uh, right, you yeah. do, <laughs> Megan. Do you want to? Finish anyway, anyway, <laughs> thank you uh, at chosen chosen chic uh, for sending us that uh, link to. Uh, chosen chic's been with us for a while, and um, so is probably not upset that. Uh, her email was uh, interrupted by us describing everybody named Paul we could think of. <laughs> She's been around long enough to know. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so yeah, she sent us that article about the the fall from grace of of Logan Paul. Yeah. Um. So it was crazy. Sorry, just uh, it was crazy because I'd never heard of Logan Paul. Yeah. And so this story, when it happened, was like YouTuber does stupid video. I'd be like, well, this is what happens. Um. But. We just—it was actually kind of great about Top Chef to introduce us to him just in time for him to become a monster. Yeah. Well, and I mean, and, uh, and we were Tom very split on whether we liked him. We were not the... split. Everyone hated him besides Ezra. <laughs> I like them. I like when people recognize their they have their limitations. It's nice. Wait, so he uses the N word? Are we judging no. him because no. his brother does? You know, he had a video where he was like uh, in like a suicide place with some dead bodies. He was, Wait, yeah, he was oh. in a forest in Japan where the a lot Japanese, of people has, have committed yeah. suicide, and he filmed himself and showed the bodies and was like, thumbs up, bye. Oh, jeez. Yeah. What the? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I don't think that's what he was thinking he was doing, but... Uh, he didn't realize he was filming someone? Well, no, no, he was like, he was like you know what, uh, suicide, it's bad. Uh, I don't know if it's really, we need Logan Paul to sort of tell us about these things or anything i guess really yeah yeah well that's yeah he sounds really, dumb yeah it was it was really tone deaf um yeah. he seems he's, he's just a right. very very tacky dude yeah, yeah he and is. when you put a tacky dude in a serious place he's gonna clearly be. not gonna handle it well he's like all the yeah. all the selfie sticks at the 9-11 memorial that as a person that's what he is yeah uh, too harsh no hmm no, I, I don't really have a strong opinion on one way or the other. Okay, nodding, nodding. Yeah. There's just a lot of tackiness in the 9/11 memorial when I was there a few years ago, so was, that's my first <laughs> connotation. Good to know. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, um, at Adri Shaw uh, mentions that um, uh, we have a people who've listened to this podcast probably like podcasts, um, and yeah. so oh yeah, uh, here's another podcast episode that might be of interest. Uh, there's a Sporkful episode uh, featuring Richard Blaze that she thought we would all like. Yeah. So uh, I haven't had a chance to listen to it, but you uh, like the Sporkful, don't you? I don't know. If oh no, you listen to the Splendid Table. Yes, the Sporkful is different. Yeah. I've heard about the Sporkful. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah we'll I check, like. We got to check. It I've, out. I've I've enjoyed Blaze in most interviews I've heard with him. Um, although I will say that the other top five. Uh, Top Chef podcast also has an interview with Blaze, and it made me really angry. Oh, I could have done that if I tried. Oh. I just didn't try. Uh-huh. That's that's the ticket, Alex. We believe yeah. you. <laughs> we've had we've had some pretty big interviews on this show, Ezra. Right? Like, back me up on this. Yeah, Dougie. And Dougie. <laughs> yeah, we had Doug. We had the producers of the show, um, Nan, and somebody else. Um, we've done some good interviews. I've met Naomi Pomeroy. I don't need this shit. Remember that time when we had like Padma and Tom? Also, is that Probably. was that us? <laughs> remember, guys? Remember when I was on Friends? <laughs> yeah, I remember that one with Ezra in it. Yeah, you that was a great episode. That one with Ezra, nice. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, mailbag. Right, yeah, right. back back to the mailbag. We're we're moving on to the fun facts segment. Oh, f- not corrections. It's fun facts. Uh, this is there is a distinction. No one gets defensive. <laughs> we're cool. <laughs> 
Oh, so this is not fun facts that no one has to get defensive about. This is a separate just fun fact. I'm just going to put this fact out there and you can no decide one still has to get defensive. <laughs> I'm going to plan on being defensive. Just, just a heads up. Well, so Ariel wrote us an email. Uh, so we were talking about uh, or wondering about equipment malfunctions um, a, a couple episodes ago. And she said, um, uh, you asked if the elves replaced non-working equipment to keep the competition even. Uh, she listened to Richard Blaze's podcast, Starving mm-hmm. for Attention, where he interviewed uh, Sandy Birdsong, who was a season three chef testant who went on to run the culinary department of the show. She said that the in-house competitions, um, any of the provided equipment has to work equally. So if someone gets a blender that doesn't turn on, the culinary department runs in and replaces it ASAP. But if it doesn't work because the chef testant doesn't know how to operate it, then they're on their own. Also, if someone brings in their own equipment that doesn't work, the show isn't responsible. That's pretty reasonable. That makes sense. That makes yeah, perfect makes sense. sense, yeah. Although it does make me wonder about that pan thing for uh, um, the French omelet. Oh, there just weren't any pans around? Yeah, they're just they like, them clean. they didn't give everyone a pan. I thought that was, I still think that's unfair. But... This doesn't really entirely answer our question of the food trucks because it seemed like the food truck didn't work. It seemed like it wasn't like they were like the person who fixed it, who was working on that, like climbed into the gas mains and like turned it on or something. Right. And like their fryer wasn't getting hot enough. And that happens a lot is the fryers don't get hot enough. And I don't know if that counts as a malfunction. Well, so was everyone's malfunctioning in the same way, though? Like what did everyone have an equal? Right. Yeah. So it's anyway, that's like their the official stance. E- right. So that, I guess that's what I wonder is maybe that was their fault and we just didn't see how. Right. Yeah. It seemed like a disequal truck problem. It does seem really hard to know. Yeah. From our perspective. Well, that was right. a great fun fact. And I, despite my failed prediction, do not feel guilty about it. That I feel no defensiveness. All right. Nice. Very good. Very good. Speaking of predictions. Yeah. So I have some predictions from listeners. Do we want to That would be perfect. Let's, let's start with the, the listener predictions, and then we'll okay. get you guys to wrap the show with our bold predictions yes. uh, about what's going to happen in the, in the next few episodes. Bold predictions only. All right. So at Jen Ellens, um, she says that she's starting to feel like we may up, end up with a Hosea-type winner this year. Uh, someone Ooh. riding the middle of the pack to end to, uh, Top Chef. Who's in the middle of the pack right now that we should be worried about then? Who's the Hosea choice? I don't... Yeah. Maybe, maybe like Carrie. She did I, great this I week. Don't but I don't know. In general. I like, but I don't mind Carrie. Yeah. I like her I minded lot. Hosea. There's no one I dislike enough to be the true Hosea. Well, what well, about yeah. Joe Mustache? Yeah. Mustache? The no, mo- that would be the most likely. Yeah, that's fine. He's like not my favorite personality, but he also won a couple things early on, so I don't feel like you could even call yeah, him. Yeah, he would have earned it. Um, yeah, he seems, the pack. he seems really good. Maybe and I, yeah, Brother I th- is kind of a middle-of-the-pack guy. But I like Brother. Oh. I like him, too, but I do think like we're just, just middle-of-the-pack people, I guess. Yeah, I, mean, I guess yeah, you can't be a Hosea if we like you a lot. Right. But you also, but I, I think the point was more about, it seems like this the, the <laughs> prediction here, was it Jen, is more um, about middle-of-the-packness than dislikeness. Right. Yeah, that's Adrian? fair. Well, I don't. Yeah, I don't know if there's like a top. If anyone has really like definitely all the way at the top, or definitely, I don't know. Like it. Se- it seems like you know, no one's winning every challenge. We don't have that one person who yeah, just really point. seems to be. If, and we've like because Butterfunk was on the bottom this week, and we've also seen Carrie on the bottom a couple weeks ago. It does feel like people are bouncing around a lot more. Mm-hmm. It's not there's mm-hmm. there's no clear front runner right now. Yeah. It's all pretty volatile. No one's hit a stride, which is great. Which is a good yeah, place to be. Yeah, that's true. Um, bold prediction? 
Uh, so Catherine, I uh, wrote in to say that uh, she she wasn't in favor of a of a vet winning, but um, she is really a, a fan of Leanne, um, and so that she's that's sort of a conflict for her, mm. um, and so she's going to have to see how that goes. Um, and her her list at this point is all of the women plus Chris. Um, <laughs> And uh, that seems fair. Yeah, because there are so many great contestants making amazing food. My yeah, I always have trouble voting with like uh, my brain and not my heart because my like Fatima is definitely a huge favorite right now, and it wasn't because of how well she cooked on the camping challenge; it was because how funny she was. So <laughs> that's not really a great way to pick winners, but it's who I'd like to see do well. Well, she's done really well, and she's charming. Right. So yeah, so that's a good. I feel yeah. like Butterfunk has done fine, uh, or has, has been has cooked really well, but has been like fine in charm. He's like nice seeming, but he's not hilarious. So just as like a balance, mm-hmm. I would pick him for food and her for personality so far, and carry both alternating alternately. Other bold predictions, uh, Nusser and Kyle. Would it, would, do you have a either a top section or just a bold prediction of something that might happen next week? I don't know if I do. This is so. This is the thing: is I always just get really caught up in individual episodes of Top Chef, and yeah. I don't think very much about the long game. I love that there hasn't been conflict yet on this season, mm-hmm. but I am going to say that that will definitely change in the next few episodes as, mm-hmm. as the competition gets more fierce. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to, but I think it will. The preview of I, the I next episode looked highly dramatic. Mm-hmm. It did, but yes. I. Okay. Um, I didn't know who was yelling at who because it looked like Padma was yelling at Fatima, but I'm not sure if that was an editing trick or yeah. an actual thing that Fatima does. I also right. just, my assumption is every time, whatever is on the preview is a lie. So if there's like an ambulance driving up and it's like, and Leanne is like worried about her health, that what's going to happen is she's fine, goes back to cooking, it's not a thing. That the ambulance. Yeah, she might just be like dehydrated or something. Yeah, exactly. They give her a little bit of saline. She goes back and she's fine. I just feel like everything they show ends up being exactly the opposite of what it seems. So I am just not prepared to to give too much credence to that. Um, maybe maybe there is an overall higher drama. I will. This is not a bold prediction. This is a mild prediction. But I will say, based on the number of chefs, I'm guessing the double elimination is not this week because right now there are nine chefs remaining. If they did a double, then they would skip eight. And eight uh, is the number at which you usually have restaurant uh, wars. So I'm going to guess single elimination and then restaurant wars are the next two weeks. And further, I would guess, the uh, this will be the bold part. I'm saying restaurant wars, we lose two. We lose front of the house whoa. and executive chef for the losing uh, restaurant. I had that thought. Ooh, I had that that's thought. A, that's an insane kind of thing. Two from like six is a pretty... All right. Well, maybe. Yeah, so, so you, go, you go eight down to six, and then you go five, and then you bring back in Last Chance Kitchen. So you do two episodes of five. <laughs> You think so? At five? You they think us- four? They usually bring it in, bring the person in for the finale, don't they? I thought they was like one before. Yeah, I guess it depends on how long the finale is. So it's like- I think it's one before, or maybe last year they did it for the finale, but I've thought it, they brought it into like the top four, so they still have to win a challenge. Right. Yeah, so you're technically in the finale because you're in Mexico, but it's not the finale finale. Right. Yeah, the finale location, but not the final episode. Yes. Yeah. I th- yeah, I think that's very possible. Yeah, that... That's what I meant. Yeah, I guess that's what I was thinking. Sarah, do you guys have bold predictions for us? Yeah, I'll say... I'm going to say that Butterfunk makes a dessert next time and wins. Whoa, super bold. Bold. Have we seen a Butterfunk dessert? We've seen some sweet biscuits. Sweet biscuits, but... Oh, I mean, I can't wait to find a Butterfunk dessert. 
I bet it would be really good. Yeah. We've definitely mm-hmm. gotten past the dessert means you go home. That was an early seasons mm-hmm. problem, and everyone here seems to have strong dessert capabilities so they wouldn't be here. I'm not sure we've gotten rid of the salad curse or the birthday curse, but the dessert curse curse seems to be passed. Um, I got a bold prediction. You can't wait. Hickama. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is bold. Also, for some reason, that reminds me how sad it was this week that we didn't have uh, Denali on this episode because Laura... I know! Gosh, I was it. so sad! <laughs> she was so ready for this. Oh my gosh, she would have been amazing. That's too bad. Yeah. So I just watched this episode and was like, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I know how to make a snow oven. I do that for fun. Megan, do you have a bold prediction? Bolder than jicama? Uh, it's not bolder than jicama, but I just yeah. wanted to say, um, <laughs> you know, like I, I think my my favorites are are pretty consistent with what everyone else has been saying. I really like Fatima. I really yeah. like Chris, and I just wanted to uh, say that I also. Just I've liked Terry from day one, and yeah. I was I was sad early I was, on. I was negative seemed, Terry, and you were positive all the time. Yeah, I just I just really liked her from day one, and I was sad that she didn't seem like she was doing well early on. And so it's been really great to see her um, totally do so well in these last uh, couple episodes. Oh, so. I did see one one sort of prediction I saw from a redditor was that because the preview looked so disjointed, that that might be the episode that John Besh was edited out of. Oh, he already he already was edited out of an episode that was oh, like that was before uh, i thought that was still was the episode. they said it was com- coming but i didn't know it had already happened i thought it had, i read on eater that he was cut out of the episode that was after the food trucks oh okay well that was that would solve it last week yeah that was i think because he was like literally one of the final table like the final judges tables judges wow and they just cropped him out they oh wow Wow, that was seamless. If that was the case, if, I definitely if it was just two weeks, if it was last week, excellent job, elves! Incredible job, in fact, because I feel like I, w- considering how bad they are with ADR, I would have right. assumed we would notice <laughs> a black box floating over one of the judges, a judges table, <laughs> or just like the license plates where it's just yeah, like, yeah, oh, it's, I can't really quite see who that person a is. Blurry on that section, <laughs> or just like a, it's just a CG, or just like a cardboard cutout of an other Tom just sitting on the end of the table. <laughs> Anyway, if any of these things happen, we will talk about it next week on Pack Your Mics. Uh, be sure to submit to Megan's mailbag, uh, mailbag at packyourmics.com or at packyourmics on Twitter, facebook.com slash packyourmics. Um, also, uh, we try to record this Saturday or Sunday, so get your if you can, get your mail in before then so we can bring it up on, the ep- on that week that we talk about the episode. And as always, we appreciate no spoilers in the subject line you're obviously welcome to talk about whatever in the actual email but we we just like to not have it spoiled on the subject line um also uh, i just want to add for the mailbag uh jays where have you been we were up to three four jays now no jays this week so he's right in jays we miss you jays we we miss just, want, you. just let us know <laughs> you're more jays <laughs> just let us know you're not pawing it up well i want you to know that things are good for the jays um uh and uh yeah as in sarah this might be is this it um, very possibly yeah you never know yeah more, more likely all the time yeah we'll keep you posted yeah and in the meantime enjoy that crazy pregnant lady focus mm-hmm. hope you're yeah. using that for good and, and not evil i'm just awful <laughs> <laughs> and uh well thanks for playing through um and uh if you, if you ever feel like you've lost ezra don't worry he'll sit on his tag <laughs>
<laughs> I'll just bounce around for a while. <laughs> find him. Uh, and new Sarah and Kyle and uh, and Woody. I hope he gets his squeak toys. He will swiftly. I bet he's going to have a great day of just like slight toy withdrawal and then just buried in toys. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty excited. Thank you guys for joining us. I hope you'll be able to continue this after after we lose the uh, as and Sarah. You could be yeah. you could well, be Sarah you know. Prime after that. As well, I could never. Um, <laughs> I, I would hand over the as, title to as one. Oh my God! What an honor! Well, guys, who knows? Now that now that Sarah Prime is on the table, we might just come back. You're just about to tell us that this sucked and you were done forever, and then that. Off yeah, it was just my my resignation letter in hand. But now I'm buttoning back up the chef coat, <laughs> and I'm heating my oil to an appropriate temperature, good, good. and. Uh, we're getting ready. I can't wait. Well, uh, we look forward to talking to you all again. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, subscribe, rate, re- review, uh, donate, all that stuff available at PackerMikes.com. And Chris, in absentia, PackerMikes and Go. Thank you, everybody. We will be back next week. Uh, now I'm stalling because I didn't have the thing open. On Pack Your Mics. Bye, everybody. Bye. Here Bye. <laughs> Not the music. I did my best. <laughs> I only have the one cue. <laughs>